Hey y'all, it's K-Bird Tweets, and this is Peace, Love, and Baseball. Welcome to a very special edition of Peace, Love, and Baseball. It is All-Star Week, and due to the success of our first official preseason draft with MLB's Top 10 Dreamiest Dudes, we are here. We are back with yet another very official, very serious draft, the 2023 MLB All-Star Studs Draft. Now, here to assist me with this very important work, I am joined by two amazing women who are doing great work and creating amazing content in the baseball world. We have Susie of the Bourbon and Baseball podcast and Astros fandom and Emily of the Breaking Balls podcast representing the Yankees fans. Hey, gals. Welcome in. And thank you so much for joining me. How's it going tonight, Emily? Great. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excited for the derby tonight. Yeah, we are recording just prior to the Home Run Derby, so we're getting amped up and ready for All-Star Week. Are you going to watch the Home Run Derby tonight, Susie? Um, I'm going to try. I've got a child that has to go to volleyball practice, so, you know, I've got to miss what I want to watch to in order to watch, like, eight-year-olds try and <laughs> hit a volleyball. It's riveting, I'm telling you. Riveting. Other sports getting in the way. Kids getting in the way. <sighs> kids. Yeah. Don't have kids. It's it's. I love my kids. Just don't have any. It's not. It's not fun. Don't don't listen to people that are like, oh, it's so much fun. You're not. You're not gonna have fun. They lie to you. It certainly could take away from your time to consume baseball. I imagine. But Susie, one of the things that I think is so interesting about you and your fandom is that you're a newer baseball fan. I believe you told me that you just started really following baseball as of 2018. So. Tell us like how you became a baseball fan and then how you became a fan of the Astros. Well, obviously I am down here, not in Houston, but Houston-ish, about an hour south. And, you know, 2017 World Series happened. Um, I was asleep on my couch for game five and my husband is screaming at me, wake up, wake up. Alex Bregman just walked it off in the tent. And I'm all sir, you said words that individually I understand. And then you strung them together in a sentence. And I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So (laughs) yay, sports ball, you know, whatever. I was like, cool. All right. Let me go back to sleep. And I'm just shooting daggers at him through my eyeballs because I'm like, you woke me up to tell me about this? Like, no. Um, And then, you know, in 2018, I was like, what, you know, like, what is this baseball? And my husband played baseball and he had been trying to get me into baseball forever. And then I started slowly watching it in my big girl job. I'm a photographer and baseball is the best um, thing to edit to just to sit in front of your computer and not really have to pay attention. But then like you can pay attention like when you need to. Sure. And so um, I just turned on all of the games and I was like, well, this is this is great. Like there's baseball every single night. I've got something to watch every single night that I don't really have to pay attention to, but can kind of. And then it just grew into my um, apparently ADHD. Like this is what I'm going to hyper focus on until I die now. So um, <laughs> it's just it's gone from, oh, I kind of like baseball and I kind of like the Astros to basically watching all of the teams all of the time forever and ever and being in like six fantasy leagues. Oh my gosh. No. Oh my so God. yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. That's my husband's insane. like, what, what are you doing? And I was like, I have to change my teams. And he's all, why? I'm like, cause I'm in six and 
there's like four players not in the things and I just it's it's a whole thing he's like uh, okay cool that's that's great for you what so. do you think it is about the game like is it all the stats do you like to sit back and analyze everything do you just like getting to know the players really well like what drew you I to think that's uh, an obsessive fan I think a mixture kind of of, of all of it. And um, like last year, I really kind of got into it. And I started listening to a bunch of different podcasts and trying to, I don't know how to politely say it. So I'm not, I'm, I'm going to just fucking say it because, you know, that's just who I am. Um, you know, a lot of podcasts for baseball are created by men for men. Yeah. Um, namely, like old white guys and I don't I don't need any more old white guys in my life like I already have one of my own and he just talks to me all the time and I don't I'm cool that like that's cool um and there was just not many like women in baseball talking about baseball um and actually talking about baseball like don't get me wrong like I do enjoy the hot guys in like the baseball pants and I can I can do that but there were few and far between women led baseball podcasts that would actually talk about the players and um you know like the stats and you know act the actual game and all that fun stuff and so um that kind of drove me to finding more content by women yeah <laughs> um and uh that kind of fueled all of my baseballness i guess and then you know trying to show up guys that are like you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I'm all, mm -hmm. okay let me sit down and let me uh, let me start talking to you about like your own team okay cool so yeah, it's easy, like, once you dip your toe in it to just, like, go full on. And especially when you do find the right kind of content that you can connect with. And I know uh, Emily and her her show uh, is probably one of those shows. I don't know about you, but it was one of the first ones that I found that I really connected with and related to. So, Emily, you are a Yankees fan, as we mentioned, but you're also a former collegiate softball player. So tell us about how you became such a huge Major League Baseball fan and and your Yankees fandom. You know, I, I just, and this is going to sound really cheesy, but I really do mean it, that I was just, I was born to play the game. I, I, and I was born to just talk about it and, and, and watch it and follow it. And it's just something that I've always, has always just made sense to me. And I, my brain has just always understood what was happening and just could explain things to myself that like, oh, like this is happening because of X, Y, or Z. And it's just something that I've always felt really passionate about that, you know, when I was little, I loved Ken Griffey Jr. So I used to be a Mariners fan. You know, that was when I was like eight years old, but there was no MLB TV. I didn't watch any Mariners games. Like <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. was just really famous and he was on the cover of, you know, Sports Illustrated and on video games. And from there, I just... I was uh, in the prime age to be a bandwagon Yankee fan when I was like 11 or 12 years old, because that was when the 98 Yankees won 114 games. And it was just, it was just a uh, simpatico, you know, from there that I've just always loved the sport. And it's just something that's always come really naturally to me. And I just, like I, we were talking about before we started recording, I've always been talking about it with friends and family. And then when social media happened, I had a place to where I didn't even realize that I had all of these thoughts about it. And I would vent to the the void on Facebook, which was family and friends. And then I was told that I should move over to Twitter and I grew my audience and just, it's been just snowballing from there, really. Yeah. It's very cool to get it from somebody who 
has more of the player perspective on it like you do, because I've been a lifelong baseball fan for sure. And I grew up watching like my brother play baseball and stuff. But I think having that connection to obviously, you know, softball is a different game than baseball, but there's so many similarities and the mental perspective of it. I'm sure even more similarities. So I always appreciate your insight from, you know, not only the fan perspective, but I feel like you have that little extra niche um, just from having the player perspective as well. And as I kind of already mentioned, you both have wonderful podcasts that I love listening to on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. And I was actually on with Susie uh, a month or so ago. We broke down all the Wilson Contreras drama. And thanks for inviting me on to talk about that, Susie, because that was really fun. But tell us about bourbon and baseball. When did you start it? And what can we expect to hear on your show? Uh, So like you said, it it is bourbon and baseball. And we... I say we, like I have a mouse in my pocket. Um, my former co-host and I started uh, Bourbon and Baseball. Oh, it's almost been a year now. Ooh, wow. I'm like a whole badass human with like a year <laughs> under her belt. That's I'm amazed by that. Um, but unfortunately, she had to step away from um, being my co-host because, you know, she got a life and like got a new job and <laughs> no longer has time for me. So it kind of hurt my heart. No, I'm just kidding. But um we we wanted to start like i said a, a women led baseball podcast that you know uh had had that information mixed with kind of the funniness that she and i had like the just the back and forth and we we both cuss like sailors and um 94% of girls that i know are like oh my god why do you say fuck so often i'm all <laughs> i i'm so sorry about that i i apologize and like we both have the 12 year old boy humor and so there was a segment on our um on our podcast called um, uh, just dirty things about baseball. And it was just like random dirty phrases that you can just misconstrue when they say it, like on the broadcast mall. Are, are you, are you listening to yourself when you talk? Because how are you saying he put some good wood on that, like with a straight face and not snickering <laughs> at all because my 12 year old self is like, <laughs> you know, and Oh yeah, no, he, he uh he put the oh what was it when they were talking about like rubbing up the balls with um with the mud i like the entire 5 minute segment i just couldn't stop laughing about how <laughs> often he said rub and balls in the same sentence just i was like nope i'm done i'm done so it was a whole thing and um we started bourbon and baseball because we just really liked alliteration and not actually bourbon because it wasn't going to be alcohol and astros uh but we wanted <laughs> to talk about all of the baseball and so everyone's like why don't you drink bourbon i'm like because I'm a wimp and um, I just really like alcohol that tastes good. But the two things that I particularly love about your content, Susie, is that it is all of baseball. I love that even though you clearly have a declared fandom and you love to talk about the Astros, that like it's very important to you to cover all of baseball and that that's something that you're equally as interested in. And then also you bring that unique perspective of like, I'm listening to you talk about you know, the, the innuendos that you hear when you're listening to the broadcast. And I think some of that might be lost on me because I've been listening to it since I was like six years old, you know, and I, but I'm thinking of it from your perspective of like not having any idea what all of these phrases and, you know, these baseball terms that you don't, you wouldn't know what they mean. And they would mean something totally different to you potentially if you hadn't been listening to it. Oh yeah, for sure. So that's really funny. And that's, I mean, if you're, if you're listening to the broadcast as, as a kid and, you know, and, and you hear, oh, he's got it. He's got a good grip on that shaft. You're all, 
oh, okay. You know, like as a six-year-old, yeah. you, don't, you, don't, you don't know what that means. And, you know, like as a, as a 40-year-old, y'all, she said shaft, you know, because I have the brain of a 12-year-old boy, apparently. So, um, but yeah, no, it's just, and it's one of these things where I'm like, I, what? No, no, there's no way. And I wonder if the, if the commentators just kind of like sneak it in just to see if they can right. and not, you know. <laughs> draw attention to it anyways but yeah well, it's, well, I'm talking it's about baseball fun. you know yeah that's funny well Emily you also have uh the Breaking Balls podcast which likewise to Susie's podcast covers all of baseball even though you are a Yankees fan and you have a co-host who's a Mets fan so when did you start it and what prompted you to get going with it we started in April of 2020 uh during lockdown and that was when like the year before was when I really started building a community and building a following on Twitter. And a lot of people have been encouraging me to start a podcast and particularly my fiance. And he was really pushing me to do it and pushing me. And I said, okay, fine. Why not? I was really scared. Um, you know, what if, what if nobody listens, you know, what all, all the things that you are fearful of when you first put yourself out there and, and broadcast yourself, it's really scary, even though you've been doing it in a different medium, it just is different when you sit down to get in front of a microphone. So I, sure. I finally did it. I, I, I put out, uh, three or four episodes with just me. And then I kind of felt like I hit a wall because I was really worried about circling back. Cause I mean, you've heard my podcast and even listening to me talk on your podcast now that I can, I can really pontificate and I can really go off on a thought. And um, when it was just me, I felt that I would sometimes I'd be talking about something as I'm thinking of it. And then I would circle back to something else. And I f- was worried that I would get into like a loop, so to speak. Sure. So one of my my cousin John, who's my co-host, he and I for years have always talked about we you know writing comedy together or, or doing some form of something together, and we never got anything off the ground. So in my fifth episode, I asked him to be my guest, and he's never left. I don't know if I have to ask him to leave. No, just kidding. I want <laughs> I want him to stay every week, but it's just been it's been great. It's it's my cousin and and I is my best friend, and then my other best friend, my fiance is person who produces it and engineers it and edits the episode to what everyone hears every single week. And it's just, it's, it's been really great. And um, I started it just because I love, I love baseball. I love talking about it. I, I love talking about it on other people's podcasts. I love talking about it online in person. Um, so I figured, Hey, why not? People like what I say when I type it. So maybe they'll like what I say if I say it into a microphone and so far I've been right. People listen and enjoy it. So we enjoy it every week. It's, it's a really, I, I never knew I could be creative in the ways that I've been creative in the podcast. So that's really tapped into something for me that I didn't think existed. And not that something I was ever like sad about. I was an athlete and that was fine for me. That was my, who I was. So it's been really fun to find this side of me in athletics still, but a side of with creativity that I just didn't really ever think was there. So it's just been great. Yeah, I think about that so much in terms of, you know, I I'm a performer and I still do that to some extent, you know, choicefully and professionally outside of school, but similarly to, you know, I, I can only relate to it on that level from an athlete of where like it's your whole life, it's your whole identity and it's everything for you including like socially up through adulthood and then even if you do go on for a professional career like it may not last, you know, up until you're 30 years old and then what you got the rest of your life ahead of you. So 
I think it's really cool to see people who like keep that passion alive and are able to apply it in different ways. And the thing that I'll say about your co-host, John, is that I never thought that I could like listening to someone who says, fuck the Cardinals so much, but I, I still <laughs> like it a lot. So that's impressive. That says something <laughs> to me. And we do try to keep it because one of our one of our regular callers is, as I'm sure you've heard, is Quinn, who is a yes, huge love Quinn Cardinals fan. So we try to keep it a little less fuck the Cardinals as much as I think he probably could, because we do have Quinn listening, and now I know we have you listening, so we'll try to <laughs> rein it in. But he's a Mets fan, so what do you expect? You know what I mean? There's only exactly so like he doesn't need to hear my takes on the Mets either. So. <laughs> I I think it's really cool that we also can all come together. We all like to talk about baseball, even though we follow our own, you know, we have our, you know, we are very dedicated fans to our teams, but we can, you know, make peace and have fun and share the love between us. And that's exactly what we're going to do on the official 2023 MLB all-star studs draft. So we have team Susie, we have team Emily. We have Team Kelsey. We're going to trade off picking a stud for each position, and we're going to draft our own all-star stud team. We can pick any active player who has started at the position 10 or more times in the 2023 season. Uh, Obviously, once a player has been drafted by one of us, it cannot be drafted by another team. So we'll let you know why we selected the player, why we want them on our team, and it can be for any, any singular reason or multitude of reasons that that we like. And once we've selected our 10 players for each team, we're going to put little polls uh, up on social media for you that uh, you can vote on. So make sure to follow along at Kbird Tweets on Twitter, and we'll give you Emily and Susie's socials in the show notes and at the end of the episode as well, because you're going to vote on the ultimate top 10 players who become like the official all-star stud team at the end of it. So fun. Are you ready, gals? Ready. I'm stoked. Let's go. Okay, so we're going to alternate who gets to pick first each round. But since Susie's team has the best record at this, the all-star break, she gets to pick first. So what, Susie, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Kelsey, <laughs> like, aren't aren't the Cardinals really good this season? I'm just, You know, I'm we're not here to talk about the Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> we are going to talk about the first baseman that you would like to draft for your all-star stud team. Who's your pick? My first baseman is Matt Olson from the Braves. That was my pick. <laughs> I'll be I'll be interested to see like how often we all chose the same person. Yeah. To be I our first think, so, I thought yeah. I was safe with this one. Oh man. Yeah. No. Um Matt Olson was my was my favorite guy. Um I have loved him from like the A's days though. Like, and so the fact that he his his whole story of like going home and you know playing for the Braves and and all that like I just love that and then like while researching him I'm all I'm sorry did he he played all 162 games last season are are you Iron Man like what, what what's happening here and so I just I found that like really interesting so that is um that's the little tidbit for that and then apparently he leads the league in home runs and I was like oh look at you yeah. Matt Olson with pop look okay all right 29 29 homers like badass so yeah that's that was my pick for for my first baseman yeah I like him a lot as well because I feel like he was a little underrated he was all part of that like Freddie Freeman drama but I feel like he handled it very well he didn't like allow himself to get you know 
muddled up in that. And he just, yeah, he is now playing for the team that he grew up watching and, and rooting for. And he actually bought a home in Atlanta. I read uh, in August of 2021, because that's like where he wanted to live and where he was going to yep. live during the off season. And lo and behold, now it he just, gets to live there. It all, it all worked out. And I was like, I love that for you, Matt Olson. That's precious. No, all right, Emily, Matt Olson is taken. Who is your first baseman? I am going to go with all around nice guy, Freddie Freeman. I don't think he's particularly hot. It's not really my type, but he is just a steady Eddie first baseman. Like he's just always so good. And he's following up uh, the best season of his career with seemingly another best season of his career that I think that uh, if he's able to maintain, he's just going to be right in there in the NL MVP conversations. I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. is certainly going to give him a run for his money. But I think that just like with Olsen and all the drama that was surrounding Freddie leaving and Matt Olsen going, uh, that he is also kind of kept to himself and didn't let it get in his head. And I think that there's, I mean, the money certainly helps, but there is a lot to be said for going from Atlanta and winning a World Series and then going to a huge market like LA that has had a lot of success, but also a lot of frustration in that they've, they're always kind of right there and then they can never seem to get there at the end of the year, at the end of the year. So I, I had to go with, I had to throw him a bone. I, I, I can't believe I chose Freeman to be honest, but uh, here I am because he his, does like, seem nice like... guy persona annoys me usually. And I'm a New yeah. Yorker, so that kind of thing is, is annoying to me, but whatever, I'll throw him a bone here. He does seem like the obvious choice. I'm not going to lie, but I think he's, he's a really solid one. You're right. And I guess I'm going to have to go with the obvious choice as well, since I was trying not to Matt Olson was kind of like my wild card. Like, Oh, I, I think this is my pick surprisingly, but now I got to go back to my guy, Paul Goldschmidt reigning MVP. I like to refer to him as America's dad, because I think he just has the (laughs) ultimate, like all American, you know, that he is the guy who's going to talk to you about best practices and mowing your lawn, but he's also gonna, you know, be up for grilling burgers and in his new balances. Exactly. (laughs) In the latest new balances. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. So he is another guy that just like really keeps to himself and goes about his business. And I think all three of these guys have a similarity in that they, they can be kind of underrated because they are not super showy. And that is something that is generally attractive to me in people overall is like, they just let their performance speak for themselves. And Paul Goldschmidt also has Freddie Freeman might too. He's got a little bit of that gray coming in and uh, I'm, I'm here for a silver Fox. So (laughs) I like it, Paul. Yeah. Like not going to lie when, when you gave us the quote unquote assignment, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can like look at some of these players as like hot because I'm pretty sure that I can be their mom, like old enough to be their mom. I'm like, maybe like cool aunt, but I, I still felt kind of pedo-ish and I was like, hmm. That is um, becoming problematic. I agree. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I, I'm it's, like, and I'm not ready to face that right now, Susie. So no, we, <laughs> no so know, moving on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, so I, I, that's, I had to temper my, my picks with that. So I was like, that's, you know, cause some, some of the guys like I, I find attractive, but I'm all not, I'm not like, Ooh, but then right. some of the guys I'm all, no, no, I can't. I can't pick you. Nope. Yeah, no, I no. agree. You're, There's like a, your mom, like they're handsome. They're so handsome. Yeah. Like my mom yeah. would say like, <laughs> yeah, they're not hot. They're just they're such yeah. a handsome boy. You're right. There is a different way that you start to talk about it. If there's like more yeah. than a 10 year difference. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, Emily, you get the first pick for second baseman. Who are you going to draft? My second baseman, I'm going to draft Hassan Kim from the Padres. <sighs> I think that he is very, he's getting no love in this category because he's got Marcus Semien, who's having an unreal season, and Luis, uh, Luis Arez, who has obviously been flirting with 400, that I think he's been getting kind of lost in the sauce there. So I'm going to give him some love, and he's going to be my pick. I noticed him last season, and I remember thinking the same thing, like that he was just kind of underrated, overlooked, and especially now with all the other guys on that Padres team. Oh, he deserves yeah. a shout out. He's a stud. I love it. Well, and, and the fact that like he can play, like he plays all of the all of the positions. He's at like second. He's at short. He's at first. And also, well, he's like second base is one of those positions where like you don't usually get a lot of offense out of it. That's why someone like Marcus Semyon has. Totally yeah. blown the doors off war this year because he's putting up offense that most second basemen don't. So I'm going to let Kim sneak in there with his, he's got unreal defense. So my pick is, is similar for second base. And that is going to be none other than Brendan Donovan uh, of the St. Louis Cardinals. Be Donnie. He might be on your radar because he finished uh, third in rookie of the year voting behind the two Atlanta Braves hot shots last year. And he won the first ever NL utility gold glove award in 2022. So he might be at second base. He might be somewhere else. He can really go anywhere, but he, he also like, isn't exactly the kind of guy that I would be like, particularly drawn to looks wise by any means, uh, though I am very envious of his luscious flowing locks. I need to know what hair care products he is using. <laughs> How often does he wash his hair? Like, this is what I need to know, Donnie. But probably like once every two weeks. That's, uh, that's why. It's right? so but it just always looks like so fresh and luscious. And uh, anyway, not only is he the guy that you want all over the mound, he's also like a really fierce and trusted leadoff hitter. He is now apparently sometimes a power hitter in his second season in the majors. I think last year he hit five home runs all season long, but he's already got uh, nine home runs this season. His batting average is up. His slugging percentage is up. So it was not a fluke. Nobody's figured him out. If anything, he's seeing the ball even better. And the other thing that I really love about him, along with the fact that he like leads the team in on base percentage and average, he's tied with, none other than Paul Goldschmidt. I promise I'm not going to pick all Cardinals players, <laughs> but he, he also hypes his teammates, which I just love to see. He has been seen wearing like t-shirts for his teammates, most notably, or most recently, uh, Nolan Gorman, who is also a left-handed hitter and plays second base. So he's just, he's a clubhouse guy. He recently posted on his Instagram with a quote from Ted Lasso, which I'm a sucker for. So, you know, in any situation, clutch or desperate, like Brendan Donovan is the guy that you want up at the plate because he has what we like to call here in Cardinal Nation, B-D-E, Brendan Donovan Energy. <laughs> I mean, whichever whichever acronym fits that day, I guess. Kelsey, exactly. You know, so. All right, That's Susie, awesome. you're last up for second base. Who you got? Okay. Well, so before, before we started recording, um, we all decided, you know, Marcus Simeon was our, was going to be our second baseman. And then I was like, Oh, dang it. Like I'm not going to have Marcus Simeon. And now neither one of you picked Marcus Simeon. And now I'm like, but I really want to give Luisa Rice some love because <laughs> like batting average is not sexy, right? Like it's not, no one's like, Oh my gosh, I want to be that guy. Um, but did you know that like he leads the league in intentional walks <laughs> with eight? Yeah. I did not would, know that. Yeah. Doesn't you would think like me. it would be, like a power 
hitter, like someone that's going to just sure. drive in. No, no, no. Louisa Rice walked intentionally eight times. And so I was like, um, look at you, Louisa Rice. Like, I don't find you attractive in any way, shape or form. Um, but like, you are a badass motherfucker, like playing all of the baseball all of the time. Um, and so he, he's gonna, he's gonna have to be my second base, baseman is, uh, Louisa Rice. So apparently, um, yeah, he leads the league in hits with 126. That's just stupid in, in 91 games. That's just dumb. So Louisa Rice, you are my second baseman. I think that's, that's a fair selection that the batting average, like you're right. It's not something that people are instantly drawn to. It's not like he was the home run leader, you know, but, but I agree. I mean, it's a huge difference maker for his team this season too, especially going into the season, knowing that like everybody was like, well, the Marlins have pitching, but they're not going to be contenders because they don't have the offense. And Arias shut that down along with his teammates pretty quickly here in the first half. So yeah, people are going to come for us that none of us picked Marcus Simeon. I just, I have to prepare myself now. So I actually, I should have picked him because now I'm going to pick for third base first and I have another Cardinals player and I feel like you guys are judging me so hard. I promise this is the last Cardinals player that I'm going to pick though. Okay. No, do all Cardinals. Are you kidding me? <laughs> just, just the entire I'm Cardinals. Like, I don't have any Cardinals on my list. So you're good. <laughs> I had, I had a couple, but go for it. Kelsey. That's, I'm fine okay. So, I mean, come on. It's, it's third base. I have to pick Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Nolan Arenado was traded from the Rockies to the Cardinals in 2021. He is a seven, now an eight-time All-Star. He's a 10-time Gold Glove winner. He has won the Gold Glove in all of his major league seasons thus far. I think he's the only person who has done that. Uh, He's a six-time Platinum Gold Glove winner, five-time Silver Slugger. He even led the league in home runs, which I was kind of surprised to learn in 2015, 2016, and 2018. So he's obviously a superstar and a leader in baseball. He recently reached his 10 years of service, which is a great landmark we're celebrating for anybody uh, right at the prime of his career as well. So he has been selected to the all-star team for an eighth time this season after leading Team USA in the WBC. And he did have a really tough start to this 2023 season along with uh, his team in April, (laughs) but he has come out the other end of it. And he actually said that his election to the all-star team means even more to him this year than, than in the past, because he had such a tough start and he felt like his ability to work through it and turn it around, come out the other side, like really earned him that election from the fans and Arnado is one of those guys that is like somehow both like rugged, handsome and GQ model attractive, like at the same oh, time. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Kit Harrington, the actor from Game of Thrones, yes. who like reminds me of Jon Snow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. But you know what? I got to admit that it's kind of like it's definitely like a fantasy for me with Nolan Arenado because his intensity like in person, he and I would just like not in real life, like it would bother me. I don't think I could <laughs> handle that. Um, like I need him to chill, like, even if he is bringing home a $30 million paycheck. So (laughs) needless to say, he's a stud and there's just, there was simply no other third baseman that I could draft Nolan Arenado. Um, Susie, you are up next for third baseman. Who you got? Um, all right. So since you stole Nolan Arenado, geez, Kelsey, um, I apparently, um, I'm going to have to go with the other Matt from the Oakland A's that 
you know, went to a bigger, better team. Um, come on down, Matt Chapman from the Toronto BJs, as I like to call them, and just snicker <laughs> in my head. Um, so Matt Chapman is one of those that I do find attractive, but not in like a, hey, let me let me get let, let me hop in your bed kind of way, but just like you are very nice to look at, sir. Like, okay, I can do that. Um, so Matt Chapman of the Blue Jays um, leads the American League in doubles. I was like. All right. So you also have some sneaky pop because when you kind of look at Chapman, I'm all, are we sure that you are a baseball player? Like a good one? Because for me, and I think maybe it's just the uniform. Like for me, I'm all, I think I need to see you in like regular clothes maybe to, to I don't know, see some sort of like muscle or definition. I don't know. That's it is just really weird. Personally. Like you see a lot of the guys on TV and then you like see like, oh, this guy's six, four and 220 pounds. Like, yeah, right. It's so, so sometimes looks can be deceiving on television. I could see. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. So uh, Matt Chapman, come on down. You are my um, third, third baseman leading the AL in doubles with 28. And I was like, okay, then look at you. I so. like giving the Blue Jays some love. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Emily says no Blue Jays. Who who have no, you got for us, Emily? Because we know you're not picking Josh times. Donaldson. So no, oh my God, no. Even not in 2015, if this podcast was happening, I wouldn't pick Josh Donaldson. <laughs> Who's your third base pick? I would be remiss if I didn't choose Manny Machado of the San Diego Padres. He is my favorite non-Yankee. Um, I love him so fucking much. He is. I just, I just love. I love uh, big right-handed hitting third baseman A Rod and shortstops. A Rod was my favorite player, so naturally Manny stepped right into that role when A Rod retired. So even though he's not having a best season, he's starting to pick it up. His July was really good. Um, he hit two home runs off Max Scherzer yesterday and basically defeated the Mets uh, all on his own. Yeah, I love to see that. Yeah, it was great. Um, so I have to pick Manny. He's not, he has not had an all-star caliber first half, but he is always an all-star in my heart. He's number 13 on the field, but always number one in my heart. Always. I, I love, I love his swagger. Like I know, there was a unmatched. I think, I think there was a quote that he, he was like, you know, if you're, if you're not here, if you're not here for the first half of the season, like don't come and be like a bandwagon fan at the end of the season. <laughs> and I'm totally, totally like butchering that quote. And I was like, Look at you, Manny Machado, because like he knows he's not doing great, you know, and he knows the team's not doing great. But he's like, mm, no, we're going to turn on. Don't worry. Don't you worry about us. I love his swagger. Yeah, well, he's, that is- he's like that quintessential attitude of a ball player. That's something that I've always really loved. And it's just been something that I, I've always been kind of drawn to. And it's it's not how I was as a player. So it's really interesting that my brain has sort of locked onto that in terms of players that I like. But it's always that attitude is something that I've I've always admired because it's tough out there it's a really tough sport and to have that sort of attitude all the time even when you're struggling is i would imagine quite a, a tough thing to do maybe not so much when you're making you know 30 million a year so maybe i shouldn't oversell it too much <laughs> he he pats his tears with with all of the the hundred dollar bills <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah for sure definitely helps to comfort him at night <laughs> all right okay Susie, we're back to you for the first pick for shortstop oh shortstop this is this is one of those where i was like I feel I feel like a little I feel a little dirty because um my shortstop is um Jeremy Pena of the Houston Astros mm-hmm. and he is a literal baby. He's 25. In my head I'm like, "Oh no, he's like 27. That's totally okay." He's not. He's 25. I'm all oh. um <laughs> so cute, and I got to back you up. Yeah. He and he's adorable. Like he's he is adorable and 
he is one of those ones that looks really, really good in baseball pants. And um, I appreciate that about him among his other qualities. <laughs> um, so he he's a great guy. Uh, he does the heart hands. And I just love that because of his mom. Like he wanted to sign to give. To, I was like, shut up, Jeremy Pena. Like I can't with you. And he's got a million watt smile. And you just know that he just flashed that smile like at everybody. And they're like, mm, Jeremy Pena here. Let me give you all of the things. And so I'm like, I can't with you. But he's adorable. And he and his girlfriend have been together since his college days. And I just think that is the cutest thing in the entire world. Um you know, and he had some huge shoes to fill with, you know, Carlos Correa not yeah. coming back. And no one, no one from this organization thought that, you know, obviously he wasn't going to be Carlos Correa. And he just stepped right in and was like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be Carlos Correa. Like, I'm just trying to be the best Jeremy Pena I can. And, uh, sir, we will take that. We will take that all day, every day. So, um, he came in and won, um, the gold glove for the ale, uh, last season as a rookie. And that's pretty, fucking impressive and so um you know that and the fact that he like i said looks really good in baseball pants is why jeremy pena is my shortstop he is a beautiful human and that really really worked out in the astros favor oh yeah can't blame me for that one emily who's your shortstop Corey seager of the texas rangers i am very very bitter that he is not a new york yankee he should be playing shortstop for the Yankees and that lefty swing should be at Yankee stadium, but I digress. He's been unreal. He has a third less played appearances than basically every shortstop that have played 80 or more games. And yet he is in second in war for shortstops with 3.3 at the, at the half. So he's just been incredible offensively. I mean, he's, he has an OPS over a thousand he's got a weighted runs created plus of uh, 181, which means he's 81% better than league average, which is, can't really ask for much more than that so uh and plus he's pretty cute i've always thought that he was kind of cute so i think that uh this was an easy one for me and i'm actually happy Susie, thank you for having a cute shortstop in houston because i (laughs) thought for sure when i didn't have the first pick that this was going to get taken and and i'm glad i guess i was very judgmental of it but glad that signing two shortstops has clearly worked out for the rangers so those assholes We, yeah, uh, we, we, we can all Rangers, get behind that so. here, right? We can, uh, we yeah, can yeah. see. I, I will hate every single team that's not the Yankees, <laughs> and I will also hate the Yankees too. So I will get behind any hate for any team or any player besides basically Manny Machado or Aaron Judge. So those are my non-hate lists. <laughs> she can be swayed. Everyone else yeah, is not safe. <laughs> yeah, there's there's lots of punchable faces on uh, the Rangers. So I just, <laughs> so many punchable faces. So this was actually a tough one for me. But I got a lot of flack for not drafting Dansby Swanson in our MLB's top 10 dreamiest dudes in the preseason draft. And when I really <laughs> thought about it, I, I, I love that space right now. No, I'm, I totally. Whoever gave you shit for that, Dansby Swanson? Oh, his name yeah. is Dansby. His dad's name is Cooter. Wait, He's really? Bumblefuck. Yeah, in the South, like, oh, cares. No. Oh, no, not, um, not Texas or the Midwest, like the deep south, like Georgia. I'm talking about. We can all agree that that place sucks, right? I have never been there. So probably and neither have I. Exactly. I- That's all I have to say. <laughs> but anyway, I guess I did realize in terms of like, if we're going off like dreaminess factor, like looks alone, like I realized that I was holding it against him that that he's on the Cubs. So I'm not going to hold that against him. And uh, I'm certainly not going to hold it against him that he is a solid 
player as well as being great to look at, even if it is for the Cubs. So I do think it's cool that he gets to come play in Chicago because he is married to a Chicago Stars soccer player. And I do love how supportive he is of her uh, as a fellow athlete and his wife. It's always cool to see. Um, Obviously, he's a World Series champion and a fan favorite with the Braves. I do think that he's like a little oversold and certainly got, you know, his money maybe because of how well he performed in the postseason for the Braves. But, you know, good for him. I I do think that he is objectively one of the best looking players currently in the major leagues. And he is a solid guy for a team to build around. So he actually just went on the injured list, which is very rare for him because he's also like a a super ironclad guy. You're rarely going to see him on the IL. You're going to get your money's worth. So hope to see him back out there every day for the Cubs again soon. And until then, we'll just enjoy looking at him on the bench. Yeah. Also (laughs) very good hair. Very good. His hair is fantastic. All right, we have made it to the outfield. Emily, you're up first for this pick. Who you got in left field? Left field, I'm going to go Juan Soto of the Padres. I'm very Padres heavy, I just realized, when that's fine. I love the Padres. Um, I think Juan Soto is great. I love his little butt wiggle that he does when he takes a pitch. I think it's, if I didn't love the Padres as much as I do or him, I feel like I would absolutely fucking hate it. So that's how I know that it's a really good move on his part. Um, and I think that he's just been really outstanding that he had a slow start when he first was traded to the Padres. I think that that was a big, a bit of a shock for him uh, after being a, a lifelong national and, and the extension not working out with the nationals. And after winning a world series there, when he's so young, I think that may have been something that was tough to leave. And especially in the terms that he did, cause he was just traded away. So I think that he's really starting to come into his own and feel comfortable out there. And um, I just think that he's very deserving of his spot in the all-star game and on this list. That is such a good point that you bring up that like, you know, if you didn't love it, you would hate it. Cause I feel exactly the same way about him. I'm like, what is it? Like he should annoy the hell out of me, but he doesn't. <laughs> oh no. If there were any he other annoyed. player, I'd be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. He annoys yeah. What a tool. the fuck yeah. out of me. Every time I watch him, I'm like, mm. exactly. I'm here to tell you. He sucks. Yeah. It's, it stems from, it stems from the 2019 world series. Like when Fair he, sure. That's when he broke up I to Zach Cranky. I was like, uh uh-uh, Zach Greinke, I'm going to need you to throw just a fucking, just a ball, just straight into his ribs. Like, "Mm, no, (laughs) like you're like four. How are you, how are you literally giving Zach Greinke shade right now? And then from there, (laughs) I just, I've I've held on to that, to that grudge ever since. And every time I'm like, kind of want to punch you, but I have to respect how good of a player you are. So, yeah. 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 That's me with the entire Astros roster. I hate every single (laughs) one of those motherfuckers, (laughs) but I, goddammit, they forced me to respect them. (laughs) that's true that's a a great way to say it all right my left field pick is lourdes guriel jr of the diamondbacks who was indeed selected to the all-star team this year he was acquired by the diamondbacks in a trade uh from the blue jays he was traded for dalton varsho went to the blue jays and in return the diamondbacks got they got lourdes guriel jr but they also got top catching prospect gabriel moreno and I like I'm looking at this trade and I'm like, I know that Varsho was one of the like top defensive outfielders last season. He has historically been a little bit more of like a power hitter than Guriel, but not only are Guriel's offensive numbers significantly better than Varsho's like across the board this season, including home runs. The D-backs also got Moreno in the trade, who is a very solid everyday catcher for them. Obviously a great value also at only 23 years old. 
So yeah, I'm like, I initially took note of Lourdes Gariel Jr. before the season started because I think he has a beautiful face. I think he has amazing hair and he has a very unique sense of style, but he is more than just a pretty face. And I'm glad to see him thriving in that Arizona dry heat, clearly helping his team atop the NL West. Definitely. That purple hair, that purple hair. Yeah. Love that. yeah. Love it. Love I didn't that. realize I had such a like hair thing until this list. So <laughs> who is your left fielder, Susie? Um, my left fielder is, I got to give this guy some love because um, my manager doesn't. It's Chaz McCormick. And um, looking out, if you are not an Astros fan and you don't watch them day in and day out, you're like, what are you talking about? It's Chaz McCormick. It, he plays. And no, he should be starting every day in center field. Um, but for some reason, Dusty Baker hates him and would like refuses to play him, even though he has the third highest OPS on the team. And um, just so he has to play in like left field sometimes and then give Jake Myers um, the center field spot. So Chaz McCormick of the Astros, you are my guy. I don't find him attractive at all, but he's literally like my ride or die forever. Um, if the rumors are true, Emily, and he gets traded to the Yankees, please treat him correctly because he is an amazing human being. So, yeah, I promise that I won't be part of someone who <laughs> the crowd that eventually boos him when he has a tough stretch. Because yeah. it happens, it's, it's like a rite of passage in New York yeah. that you will well, get booed. He- He's used to that. He's he's an Astro. Like, he's used to that, even though he was in fucking Corpus Christi in 2017. Like, exactly. that doesn't fucking matter to fans, right? So no. he's used to the booze. He's okay with it. It makes him thrive. Um, And, I mean, really, like, he's got to be better than fucking... Who are you guys running out there now? Like, Jake Bowers and Willie? Uh, in utility infielders. Yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah. So, you know, if for some reason that, that comes to fruition, just take good care of him, and I will be a fan of Chaz McCormick forever. <laughs> sadness there's always a guy on every team that like the fan base doesn't understand why they don't play more so that's interesting to hear that's your guy for the astros at least for you yeah all right i get to pick first for center field and i am taking harrison bader because what can i say i love him i don't normally dig blonde guys i don't normally like long hair on dudes i don't normally like the super flashy guys as i mentioned before but there is something about Harrison Bader. He walks the line so finely that he has somehow stolen the hearts of both Cardinals fans and Yankees fans alike. What? Yeah, it's amazing. So like whether he has the flowy locks or the clean cut Yankees look, I am loving Harrison Bader. I love the way that he plays with reckless abandon in center field. He has truly been like a human highlight reel to watch defensively throughout his whole career. And no one was happier than I was to see him go into the postseason with the Yankees last year and just mash. So I hope he gets another chance to thrive in those high pressure moments this year. I hate to see him go, but he is such a great fit in New York. He is my hey bay forever. And he's my center field draft all-star stud. Harrison Bader. It's a great pick. I'm not going to lie. I really love that pick. I think he's amazing. I just think it's, I haven't found a Yankees or a Cardinals fan yet that like doesn't like him. And what's not to like, you know what I mean? Like he's been fucking great. He was unreal last year in the postseason, as you mentioned. And he's been a spark this year too, that when judge came off, when judge went on the IL, Bader came off the IL, like uh, within days of that happening. Yeah. And he lifted the team like that first week without both, without judge and without Bader was really, really terrible. And then Bader came back and was like, oh my God, maybe this team's got a shot. So I was shocked for him to be that person. 
Yeah. He's a good, good energy, good vibes guy. Susie, you get the second center field pick. Who you got? I chose this guy because I strictly like to look at him because I have um, uh, dark hair, blue eyes. That's that's my thing. That's my kryptonite. And Kevin Kiermeyer of the Blue Jays. Oh, Come on no. down. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really liked him more when he was a Ray. You know, like I really oh. liked the Rays, Kevin Kiermeyer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will take mm-hmm. I will take the Blue Jays, <laughs> the BJs, um, Kevin <laughs> Kiermeyer. And apparently last season, he wasn't batting very well, but still made all of the great like defensive center field plays. And this season um, turned his numbers around and they were like, what what happened? Like, what's what's going on? And he's like, yeah, I got contacts. (laughs) And it just it just cracked (laughs) me up because, you know, he's he's a little bit older. And I say a little bit older, like he's over the hill. You know, he's like 32 or 33 or something, which, you know, that is nearly dead for baseball. Right. And so, yeah, you know, when you get a little bit older and I appreciate that because now I'm like, hold on, let me look at my phone. Oh, that's too close. Like I got to pull my phone away from, <laughs> from my face because I'm old now. Well, and, and you so don't realize really it until that. you do. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah. So Kevin Kiermeyer of the uh, BJs, come on down. You're my center fielder. Sorry. Emily, you're going to round us out here in center field. Who's your pick? I'm going to pick the White Sox, Luis Robert Jr. Um, oh he's been amazing this year and he is pretty hot so i mean what more can i say at that point he almost hit me with a foul ball yesterday oh my god you're so yeah is that the one that jordan walker was yes so there's a gif of me yeah there's a gif of me on twitter now of me taking cover from a luis robert jr foul ball and jordan walker's running directly at me that's awesome. I, I know. I, w- I should have just been like, Jordan. Yes. That's <laughs> lift your shirt up. But I was not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I had a second shot at it, I would have done that. But do you Pretty think Luis Robert Jr. is going to win the home run derby tonight? I don't think so. I think Pete Alonso might take Solar it home again. I feel like, he, yeah, he is just like the home run derby machine. Yeah. He I hope so. I, I don't hate the Mets. I, I grew up in a family of Mets fans. So like, I, I want them. I like that the Mets have that. Like, I like that they get that. Like, that's fine with me. You know, and that sounds really sad and sounds like very condescending, I'm sure. So if any Mets fans are listening to this, I don't mean it that way. But I that is kind of <laughs> how I mean that's it. So, that's so nice that your entire team sucks that, and you're like 200 bajillion dollars over the luxury tax. But hey, you got Pete Alonso and he won the home run derby. So, you know, yay for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love that. That's awesome. Okay, Susie, let's finish out the outfield here. Who is your right field pick? Oh, my right field. I got I got it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm a homer and I gotta go with that Abe Lincoln looking motherfucker of Kyle Tucker. Like and I don't <laughs> he does look like Abe Lincoln. He does, shit. he does. And I Hold that's another one that I don't find attractive in yeah, the least bro. bit, but like his baseball playing capabilities are all I'm, I'm sorry what now and I've I've been a fan of him since he came up in in 2018 and I think that's why I have a little bit more love for Kyle Tucker um and this season especially he put on I don't know how much weight he put on but there was a different swagger to him and there's times when I'm all I- I'm sorry do, do I find Kyle Tucker attractive like in certain lights and certain things I'm all okay Kyle Tucker like look at you becoming hot boy Kyle Tucker like all right and so he's kind of like grown into he's grown into a man right before our eyes and that sounds like I'm 90 years old (laughs) um but yeah like I I watched him come up in 2018 as this like scrawny like 
just gawky, what are you doing with your arms? And now he just has the most um, kind of like violent, awkward, beautiful left-handed swing ever. And everyone's like, oh, Ted Williams. And I'm all, wait, what? And then I see the comparison. I'm all, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I see it now. I see it. So um, Kyle Tucker, Kyle Tucker is my right fielder. And if and when he leaves the Astros for all of the monies, I will be very sad. But cheers to you, Kyle Tucker, because you deserve it. Emily, who have you got in right field? Another Padre, Fernando Tatis Jr. I you really can have all the Padres. Be, you can no, have them all. That, means that was, that was my second. That was my second pick. In case anyone picked Kyle Tucker, I was going to pick Fernando. I was like, yes. yeah. I mean, how can you not? I feel that it's a bit of a snub for him to be left out of the actual All Star game. I was pretty surprised to see that he didn't get a spot, but um, I think that he is deserving. He's had a great season, and not unlike. Uh, Corey Seager, you know, he missed some games and he still managed to be unreal and be at the top of the list in terms of a first half war. So I think that and he's just Nando is just like he's a star. You know what I mean? Like when you think of guys that are just stars and just born to play and born to be a like a superstar, he's just that guy. Yeah. And he's just he's like the only player that can pull off getting suspended for PEDs and like <laughs> not be a total loser when he comes back from suspension still being a star like it's that's pretty rare feat as an a-rod fan trust me that is an extremely rare feat that most players never recover from yeah i agree it is impressive the way he's like turned around that narrative without even trying too hard like part of me wanted to see a little more effort i wanted it to be a little more scripted and i think that's what major league baseball wanted from him and that's why they're like turning up their noses and saying like no, thank you. Your invite got lost in the mail, but right. I agree we with need you. To grovel. Yeah. I, I'm like, can we just move past that now? Because clearly like he has and good for him. Yeah. All right. My right field pick is Jorge Soler of the Miami Marlins. He is a Cuban player who was a world series champion with the Braves in 2021. And he had a rather down year with the Marlins last season. Uh, he was injured most of the second half of the season, but he is a huge part of the Marlins' success in this 2023 season. His manager, Skip Schumacher, former Cardinal who I love, uh, has also talked a lot about what a leader he is in the clubhouse, along with like he's obviously that power behind Luis Arias, who's just the on-base machine. So between the two of them, like no wonder the Marlins are in it this year. He's also just like a great family man. He is a super proud husband and father. So he shares a lot about his family on his social media pages. And he seems like he's such like a gentle and loving guy, but also like clearly a fierce protector. You know, like look at him. He's Jorge Soler. So he also does a lot of great charity work. He has a foundation called the Soler Power Foundation. Love it. Uh, So he does like, you know, from fundraisers for cancer patients to funding resources in his community for voter education, especially for like first generation U.S. citizens, which is really cool. Always love to see it. So I love this guy on and off the field. And that's why he's got to be my right field pick. It's a good pick. And he was my DH pick. So thanks for nothing. (laughs) Just kidding. I finally got one. Okay, we've made it to catchers. Emily, who are you going to draft as your all-star stud catcher? My all-star stud catcher is rookie on the New York Mets, Francisco Alvarez. I think that he is adorable, and he's just been really, really great for the Mets this year. He's had a tremendous amount of pop, which, uh, as we know, for catchers, that is very rare and not always something that is 
that comes out of that position. So I think that whenever a catcher comes up and, and is able to put a charge into a ball and, and still be a pretty decent defensive catcher, that's a, a really special player. So I think that um, he's the future of the Mets. And I think that he is very deserving of this list. Yeah, I agree. I think he will definitely be in that rookie of the year conversation too. Yes, for sure. And uh, speaking of which, I guess no longer a rookie as a catcher, but still a, a hot young guy in the catching market. My pick is Adley Rutschman of the Baltimore Orioles. I don't have to tell you how great this guy is for his team and for baseball, but if Adley Rutschman wasn't a major league catcher, like he would be the front man for a boy band, right? He would. <laughs> a really Most muscular definitely. front man. But Most definitely. I mean, he's beautiful. He's beautiful. Yeah. And not to mention, he's obviously a huge reason that the Orioles have come together and are competitive the last couple of years. So Adley, Ooh. you're an all-star stud. Yes. He is amazing. Did you guys watch the video where he was undercover? Like at, at, the, at the MLB at store? At the team store? Yes. No. yes. So oh, cute. I gotta see that. Oh, you have to see it. It's so oh. cute. Yeah. He's Love like, it. no, don't, don't get that. Don't get that guy's jersey. He's no, uh, how about, how about this, this guy's, this guy's jersey over here. <laughs> yeah. Try to push you, towards his, it's really cute. You should definitely watch yeah. it. He's awesome. I'll throw it in the, I'll find it and I'll throw it in the show notes. Every sounds like something everyone needs to see. Oh, for All sure. All right, Susie, bring us home for catchers. Who do you select? So apparently I just, I have uh, an obsession with former Oakland athletics turned Braves. I'm mm. so sorry. Um, but Sean Murphy and the gif of your ass just hitting the baseball just yeah. that does it for me um so Sean Murphy come on come on down and you know like Emily said um catchers who have pop I'm sorry what now like how many catchers um you know bat cleanup not that many right. so no. Sean Murphy you were amazing um and also not not horrible to look at Agreed. He is definitely worth a mention. He's having a great season. Okay, starting pitchers, and I get the first pick, so I'm taking him. Ladies, I'm taking Shohei Otani because, obviously, Shohei is a -a once-in-a-lifetime talent in baseball. Did you know that he's currently leading the league in all of baseball in home runs and is also, you know, one of the most dominant starting pitchers in all of Major League Baseball? And, oh, he's doing it for a third year in a row. Insane, incredible. He's truly a unicorn. So he's an obvious choice. But have you seen this man in a suit? On top of all of it, he's super dreamy. And he he just might be. I think, I think like he's my vote for MLB's most eligible bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Although I don't, I don't know how much fun he would be like as a person. I feel like he would, if he's not, at the field doing baseball activities, he's sleeping, you know, like yeah. I don't, I, and I think he's so singularly minded that yeah, he's I don't think he be. has time for a relationship. Right. Like that whatever. is probably true. I've always said that, like, if I slept 14 hours a day, maybe I could play baseball like Shohei Otani, <laughs> but we'll, we will never know. <laughs> never know. All right, Susie, who's your starting pitcher pick? Spencer Strider of the Atlanta Braves. Apparently I just, I have an obsession with the Braves um, and his ridiculous Ned Flanders mustache. Yeah. And his quads <laughs> like drop the leg workout. What are, Seriously. What are you doing Seriously. Yeah. yeah. It's no wonder where he gets his power from. Yeah. So he's, he is like number one on my um, aptly mentioned before um, hot pants off list. Like I, sir, 
are your pants too small for you? Like, do you, do we need to go up a size or no? Like we just, you need to see all of the, the, the um, creases in your leg and all of the muscles. Perfect. Love that. <laughs> and um, you know, the fact that he has like boat oars for feet, I'm all, how do you have such big feet? And you're like a smaller human being. I don't, I don't know. So um, with his Ned Flanders mustache, I don't find him attractive, but just all of the strikes throwing capabilities. Yeah. That's pretty legs. hot. Yeah. yeah, that is odd. That's the thing that's like really matters here. Like just being a really good baseball player is in and of itself. Like being a world-class talent in anything is yeah. like inherently attractive. So yeah, there is, that is attractive about every single one of these guys. For right. sure. For sure. Yeah. And just having a look like he has a look. Right. So even if you're not, you're like, I wouldn't necessarily dig that look, like pair that with the world-class talent. You're like, yeah, okay. Like, all right. Yeah, it's work. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> For sure. Emily, yeah. who's your starting pitcher? My starting pitcher is my ace, New York Yankees, Garrett Cole. I'm so excited that he's starting this all-star game. It's something that he's always wanted for his whole career. And he's really excited about it in his own like geeky dad, Garrett Cole sort of way. And I just, you I mean just love Kermit him. the Frog? Yes. Like I just, <laughs> I just love him so much. He's just so cheesy in like a, in like a non-offensive sort of way that like, I it just, I don't know. And I know it's easy for me to say that because he's on my team, but he's just really, really easy to root for. And he's obviously he's outstanding. He he's a horse. He takes the ball every five days. He's knock on wood. He's basically never injured. He's got perfect mechanics and there's not really many pitchers in the game that can say that. Um, And he's just he really puts the team in a position to win and gives them a chance to win nearly every single start. And I really appreciate uh, the sort of player that he is on the field and the sort of person that he really seems to be off the field. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but uh, he's pretty unproblematic. And in pro sports today, and especially as a woman, as a fan, it can be very difficult to and be like a minefield for rooting for certain players and rooting even for your own team and the players that they bring in and they kind of force you to watch every few days. And I'm just really, really grateful for Garrett Cole and, and other players on the Yankees, but I'll focus on Cole now uh, that he is very easy to root for. And I am thrilled to have him as my pick for a starting pitcher. His persona is nothing like, like from someone who's not a Yankees fan, like I want him to be a dick and he's just not like you. <laughs> I'm lame. like, nope, nope. I can't not root for him. Like even a few games ago, like on the, I think it was against the Mariners or something. The Scott Surveyors was chirping, whatever. Then as he's going off field, he's like mocking, just like, no, no, no. <laughs> just like, he's so lame, even when he's like talking shit. And I just yeah. love that. Yes, yeah. He's such a dad. I, I'm still so yeah, sad that like the Yankees have that like no long hair policy yeah. because long hair Garrett Cole is like a whole other, like, and I'm I mean, sad that sucks. like Yankee fans don't get to like experience that, you know, but he's, I know, he's great sucks. and I do miss him. So. Okay, Susie, you get one more first pick than the rest of us, and that is, again, because your team currently among the three of us uh, has the best record at this halfway point of the season or at the All-Star break past the halfway point of the season. So you get to pick either a designated hitter or a relief pitcher of choice to round out your 10 All-Star studs. Who is your pick? I have to go with Jordan Alvarez. And, again, I don't I don't find the man attractive, but the fact that he's like – six four and just hits bombs with tiny chicken legs is just the most amazing <laughs> things to me and it's so sad that we've ha- not been able to like watch his amazingness on the field he's been hurt for like three weeks now I think and still leads the team in basically all categories and I'm all 
No way. I, I, I don't know if that's more indicative of like how amazing he is or how sucky we've been. Um, <laughs> maybe a mixture of both. You know, yeah. um, but Gordon Alvarez is just a special, special talent. And the fact that, like, we basically got him for nothing from the Dodgers, just cherry on top. Right. Like chef's kiss. Just we're just going to twist that knife just a little bit more. So, love <laughs> yeah, that. he is of great value to that team for sure. Yeah, no doubt. OK, Emily, DH or relief pitcher. Who's your final pick? Oh, God, this one is really off the cuff because I actually had Shohei and then my backup was Jorge Soler. So, okay, I'll give it to Anthony Santander of the Baltimore Orioles, another American League uh, East pick, but whatever. He's been great for them. I mean, they've had a lot of success this year. Obviously, they pretty much had a stranglehold on second place in the division and a wild card spot. And he has a lot to do with that. I mean, he's he has a over 900 OPS. He's got a 132 weighted runs created plus. So it's not much more that you can ask out of your DH. And I think that if I can't pick the other guys, then he's the next guy. I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't pick Daniel Vogelbach. Like he's, he's right there. Oh, I know. He's, I, right. <laughs> he's so funny. Like he scored from second base the other day during game i was like look at this motherfucker go yeah like i thought his thighs were going to like light a fire like a total campfire it was just like this (laughs) listen i have hated him i have like a huge vendetta out against him because he hit a really opportune grand slam against the cardinals when he was on the brewers like in 2021 i think i was like at the game it was it he has burned me forever i yeah fuck him even though that commercial that he did with buck showalter is very clever and funny (laughs) hate him Okay, this just shows what a pitching nerd I am because I had to go with a closer. So my final pick is Alexis Diaz, the closer for the Cincinnati Reds. Good pick. Yes. Alexis, I really took note of him actually during the WBC. He like he won my heart when he was so openly heartbroken for his brother. When uh, his brother got hurt for Team Puerto Rico, uh, Edwin Diaz, the closer for the Mets, is his brother who was uh, you know, very tragically hurt during the team celebration uh, for Team Puerto Rico at the end of the World Baseball Classic. And it, you know what? He simply, he shuts shit down for the Reds. And he is clearly a very strong part of their Central Division run. Who knew? Just as we wrote it up that they're going on this year. So he does it. He does it quietly and humbly. And veteran star Joey Botto has sung his praises of how his presence is just beyond his years. And it's hard to believe, like watching him in these high leverage situations, that this is only his second year in the big leagues. So, wow, that is for you, Alexis. Yeah. All right, gals. Well done. The draft is complete. We're going to put the the polls out there for our three selections and we will let the followers narrow it down for our official top 10 all-star studs draft. So vote for your favorite pick and we will see. If Team Susie, Team Emily, or Team Kelsey, which one of us comes out with the most final picks when the votes are in? I do have two more questions for you before we go. The first one is, who is your pick to win MVP for the All-Star Game? Susie, who do you think is going to get a nod at the All-Star Game? Ay, ay, ay. Um, at this point in time, I'm like, who's not hurt? Who's Who went? Like, Yeah, I- who's playing? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like all of the people that I think in my head, I'm like, wait, no, I think they dropped out. Like, wait, hold on. I really, I'm really kind of sad that Shohei's not going to pitch because I really did want to see him like in the All-Star game pitching, I don't know, getting, striking someone out. And then like next batter being up there and, and being in the box. Um, So I will have to say, I don't know. I kind of really like Zach Allen. I don't know. I don't think pitchers can be the, the 
player, but I'm going to give it to him. Zach Allen, well, because I be. love him. Okay, Emily, who who do you think we might see as MVP? I think that uh, his excellence is going to continue into tomorrow night or Wednesday night, whatever the game is. I think that it's going to be Ronald Acuna Jr. I mm. think that he is just unstoppable right now. And with Aaron, with Shohei not, I guess, not participating and Aaron Judge injured and, and not participating, I think that he is without question the next guy on the list. And I don't even mean to like, Put him into third place like that. I think that he's outstanding and he's just very deserving of all of the fanfare that's come with everything yeah. that he's been doing. And I think that it's just going to, you know, why would it stop here? So yes. I am only not going to get pick- shit for not picking him, by the way. None of us picked him for right field. That's as true. soon as I think Susie went last, as soon as you didn't say Acuna Jr., I was like, oh boy. Oh, we yeah. No, there's him. People are definitely going to come for me. Okay. Good. I'll take him. Let's go. I'm ready. ready the only reason I'm not going to pick him is because I think the AL is going to win the game because they always do. So I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez with for a big hit for his home team and That'd be awesome. for in his home, you know, his home city. All right, Emily, before I let you go, tell me where we can follow you on social media and listen to Breaking Balls. You can follow me on at MCDoesIt. Uh, you can also follow my podcast at Breaking balls pod we we try to release an episode every week but this season there's been scheduling issues and and other things life stuff as we call it so we've been releasing an episode uh about every two weeks but we usually release it on thursdays and hopefully we'll pick it up a little bit more in the second half but uh yeah so that's where you can find me awesome Susie. how about you uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, my personal one is Suzy Q underscore 111. Um, Suzy, S-U-Z-Y. Um, or the show Twitter, Bourbon in B-Ball. And, um, and we had been trying, I say we, again, like I have a mouse in my pocket. Um, when we did record, uh, we tried to do like one episode a week. Um, but I was stupid and took a summer college uh, algebra class, a six-week somewhere Boo, else. Math. Exactly. yeah <laughs> and um Boo. i did not i i'm not that asian I, i'm not very good at math like i suck <laughs> at math and so um it literally tried to kill me so i basically put a <laughs> hiatus on the podcast while i did 43 hours of of algebra homework a night Boo. um and search for a new um female co-host so you know like double whammy on that so as soon as i find a new co-host and now that my algebra class is done um we will be releasing episodes like once a week so back and better than before so if you know any girls that want to talk all of the baseballs um send them my way well i will put all of that in the show notes of course for ease of (laughs) access and thank you guys so much for for doing this very very important work with me i'm glad we got the draft done just ahead of the all-star festivities And we look forward to hearing more and more from you and all of your great baseball content. Thanks for your help today. Thanks so much for having us. us.